Darling forever I would trade it for your love Your joy forever Forever All right, welcome back to Unrestricted Free Agent. I'm your host, Jonathan Ojo. We got a special episode tuned in for you guys today. Uh, I'm joined by the best defensive player ever, <laughs> uh, Mr. Quincy Rideau. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. So as usual, we always get into it. Uh, we ask you to kind of list your accolades. Uh, we looked over yours. You got a whole list of them, so whatever you forget. We got it right here. So just brag on yourself a little bit. Tell the people if they don't know who you are. First off, I want to say I'm one of the best defensive players that ever played at USF. Gardner Webb. I can't say Ely because them boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. That'd be, that say that's Ely. a big one right there if you said that. Defense. But I would say Lakes too, though. But I want to say I won defensive player of the year over Taco. You know, broke the record my junior year. 101 steals. The record was 64. Yeah, he obliterated that junk. <laughs> Triple double. Russell Westbrook, you feel me? What else? You just let me know when you get stumped. That's all you <laughs> And I'm just read them all. There's just so, so many right. accolades, but I just can't eat that right now. All right, so we, I'm going to take it over from here. So we're going to go back to high school. So, and it's crazy, though, because all the websites, they always say either. They don't even say you went to Lakes. You're trying to, you're trying to <laughs> race that from your past, but it's okay. <laughs> So we're going to go, once again, Lakes. You guys got to the regional finals. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, leader on that team. Then you transferred to Ely, one of the powerhouses. Probably Coach Randall's probably one of the best high school coaches in the United States. For sure. Um, not even close, neither. Um, so, again, 7A, Class 7A Player of the Year. Um, Sun Sentinel and, damn, Sun Sentinel <laughs> and Prep Hoops. Uh, you averaged 16, 7, and like five steals. You went 28-0 and as a senior. Uh, 7A state champions, you guys are ranked as highly as number three. Uh, Garter Webb, freshman year, played in 33 games, made a start, 67 steals as your freshman campaign, second on the team with 87 assists. Uh, sophomore year, Garner Webb again, 33 games as a sophomore, started in 32, led them in points per game, <laughs> assists and steals. <laughs> Was the first player in the Big South history to post at least 150 rebounds, 150 assists and 100 steals um, in a single season. All Big South Conference second team, Earned a spot on the Big South Conference All-Tournament team. Now we go to junior. You transferred, sit out. I already understand that. So registered junior year. Starting 34 out of 35 against us at USF now. 13.4 um, points, 3.7 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 2.9 steals. American Athletic Conference Defense Player of the Year. Dang, twice. Uh, NABC All-District 25 second team. Ranks first in, the, in America. Dang. And six in the NCAA with 2.9 steals per game. Stood first in the American Conference of 42nd in the NCAA with 5.4 assists. Came the first player in the American Athletic Conference in history to lead, lead, lead the league in both steals and assists. One of only three players in the NCAA with 100 assists and 100 steals. I got to scroll down. That's how you know it's long. I got to scroll down a little <laughs> bit. Ended the season with 189 assists, which is the fifth most single season in school history. Recorded third most assists in a single season in AAC history. Most single, most single season steals in both school and conference history with the 101. Uh, fourth most steals of any player in the NCAA. Uh, set the American Athletic Conference single game steals record with 10 against Temple. Uh, you had a triple-double against Temple, 18 points, 10 steals, and 10 assists, no rebounds. Um, to, uh, you were the only player to post, or sixth player to post in the last 20 years to have a points, assists, and steals triple-double. 
uh, career high 35 points and seven best three, seven three pointers against DePaul. Uh, now we go to your senior year, uh, probably your most memorable one. If I'd had to ask you, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I could sure. be wrong. Yeah. Uh, starting all 31 games, averaged 32 minutes per game, second on the team and 16th in the American in scoring. Um, first on the team and fourth in the conference with assists at 4.2. Second in the league and 10th in the NCAA with 2.5 steals per game. Uh, finished the team 10th most steals of any player in NCAA with 77. Second most single, se- single season steals in history with 77. <laughs> I need some water right now. I'm getting out of breath. Uh, ended his career with the third most career steals in America Athletic Conference history with 178. Uh, game winner. Game winning three senior night against SMU. We're going, again, skip, bounce back and forth, but then we're going to go to... That's in two years. In two years, exactly. <laughs> in two years. Uh, again, go to professional uh, year ago, Luxembourg LBBL. Uh, you played for residence, Wildford Danes. I'm probably going to say that wrong. Um, and it's crazy because I remember watching the games. You started a little bit, kind of coming off the bench, uh, and then quickly came a starter, 36 minutes a game, and again, finished that season averaging 23 steals, five assists, and seven rebounds. So <laughs> after all that winning and all that basketball, uh, talk about your reason just for transferring um, from Lakes to Ely and then from Gardner-Webb to USF a little bit. First, transferring from Palm Beach Lakes to Blanche Ely. Man, I would say that's one of the biggest changes in my life. Bro. I bet, yeah. And crazy because it was only for one year. One year, bro. So I wish I would have went there my junior year. But yeah. it was like I was a little hesitant, scared to make that change. But, you know, I, it started with AAU. I was playing, you know, local Palm Beach. I was faithful to Palm yeah, Beach, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Most people start there, but we got a little pipeline that goes out the <laughs> All my city. boys gone, they down south, so you yeah. feel me? Down south was, is really what was, what was that at the time. And you know, I'm with the cats. Yeah. <laughs> me, John Collins, yep. Travis, Romario, Javier. It was, it was, we had a Palm Beach stick, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, Made that change, went to Florida Vipers, played with them. That was my first time really going down south. And yeah. My family loved it, and they was like, okay, boom, this this way it's set. So then most of the guys I played with, they was from, like, I played them in AAU when it was, like, five. And they was like, okay, I know you. Okay, so doom. So then this was really, like, this how I really, like, changed my life. One day in lunch, bro. Oh, This is crazy. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. my birthday coming up, bro, right? So me, Lester, yeah. Guido said we sit by Coach Marshall every day, the same spot, just chill right there in lunch. Coach Chance been hearing rumors like, oh, Q about to transfer, Q about to transfer. Yeah. So he called me in my office, he called me in the office, like, Q, I've been hearing rumors, you about to transfer, you know, me, I'm, nah, yeah. ain't yeah. no rumors, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then a week later, my birthday, three days later, my birthday about to come up. So Doom, he talking about something. He walked right past me, walked right past me, bro. What's up, Lester? What's up, Guido? What's up, Sid? Didn't say nothing to you. Nothing to me. Oh, man. Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. It's time. It's time. Literally the next day, bro, I was at Ely Campus, bro. That's Ely crazy. Campus. I never knew that. Ely Campus, bro. Dang. And everybody always talks about why that, that team didn't stay together. Of course, everybody want to guess and do all this stuff. But that's crazy how that's how it went down. And, like, it was crazy, bro. People was coming up rumors. Q got beat up. Q got exposed. Like, bro, everything. Everything you could think of, like, that was a rumor, bro. Like, they didn't, nobody knew why unless she was right there. Yeah. So, again, this is kind of going off track. But how would your teammates react? Because they probably knew at that moment you were going, too. It's Ely, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played in my sophomore year. And that's, that's, that's the part that was crazy. 
it was always in my ear ever since we played in my sophomore yeah. year. They was like, Q, what you doing, man? Come down, look, come down south. Made the switch. Made the switch. And clearly so. it worked out for you, so ain't no regrets there. And then from Gardner Webb to USF. Gardner Webb to USF. I ain't gonna lie, I was scared to transfer, bro, because, yeah. you know, I was scared, bro. Like the transfer put, I was like, I don't know, if, I don't know if teams gonna take me. I don't yeah. know who gonna take me. Or like whatever. So I had USF, Providence. I was, I was hoping to go to Providence. Yeah, that was, been, that was been done. Been, yeah, I was about to say that would have been a defense, that been good that. team, so you boy. Feel, I was hoping I go to Providence, but then again, UM came so late. They came late to like offer me. Yeah, but then again, they had Chris Likes there, so you know. Yeah, fizz everything. Yeah, you feel me? So that's his team. So I don't want to be on the bench playing 15 minutes a game when I'm at Gardner Webb. So then USF came. They called me on campus, bro. I kid you not, bro. They called me. I looked at their record. <laughs> bro, they was. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you came at a at a rough patch, dog. Bro, I, bro, I kid you not, bro. I, I'm like, listen. Don't call me no more. I told him, don't call me no more, bro. <laughs> he was the one on the, the do not call list? Do not call like, list, scam bro. call? So then my dad was like, man, it'd be a great opportunity. You know, you playing back home. Yeah. You're close to home. Yeah. You're close, but not too far. Like, So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a chance. So I went on a visit. Loved it. Boom. Ended up at USF. Dang. That crazy how both those big decisions were just risky. Just chance, that, that, that USF was risky, but yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> was just by chance. Risky. You just took a chance on yourself. Jesus. So then uh just going back to that, I know we just read off your your accolades. Do you think, or do you ever stop and think, just like, dang, like I accomplished a lot? Like, do you ever just look at it and be like, you know, and knowing that you're not done yet, too. Like, I know we were talking about it a little earlier, but just think about like, dang, like in the world of basketball, everybody kind of looks at, you know, their resume and how it stacks up at the end of their playing career. You know, everybody's kind of goal is to be on whatever all-time list. I know they always do, like, the all-decade team and stuff like yeah, that. Like, sure. And you ever look back and think, like, every school you played at, you on a, you'd be on an all-decade team. Uh, yeah, like, you know sure, what I'm saying? Like, sure. I ain't going to lie, bro. I, I look back at it and, like, I'd be like, I really accomplished this. I did that. And it's like, I'm stamped. Like, yeah, yeah. You feel me? So I'm like, I'm stamped with whatever I did. Yeah. Can't take it back. Nobody can't take nothing from me from what I did. And, you know, like. People be on Facebook trying to do the little these uh, comparisons. That's why I don't even go on that junk no more. You feel me? So I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't compare me because what I did is not comparable. Yeah. You feel me? Everybody can say they did this and that, but like, where, like, where were you? Like, yeah. You feel yeah. me? That's so real. I don't like getting into that, but all I can say, bro, enjoy college while you can. Yeah. Listen. It's a blur, dog. I tell people all the time, but I, it goes, it, 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 it seems like, a long four years while you in it, and then you blink and you at graduation, you're like, dang. And you ain't getting them years back, bro. You can't like, get them back, over, bro. Like, That's why it's like, people are like, oh, coach coach held me back. No, you held yourself back, bro. Listen. You don't get them back. Coach ain't out there playing for you. So. Yeah. And then kind of just going into the, the next thing, do you ever felt like or feel like you were better than the level you were at? Because, again, uh, Gardner Webb, everybody who don't know kind of like the majors, like you'd be like, you know, there's mid, low, major, D1, like all that stuff. So, from Gardner Webb to USF, like you stayed around the mid. I know you know that you were good enough to play at a Power Five school, but like, did you ever have like regrets for not being able to play at the level? Do you ever think of it as a sore spot, like damn, like I should have been there? Or I know because again, you played against most of them, and I mean the film is out there. Like they can see what you did against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is that ever a thing that you think about? Uh, even again going to the the G League stuff, which we'll get into, and even again you entered the draft in 2019, and then came out. Like do you ever think about that and think like? 
man, like, uh, I'm so much better than this. Or, like, you feel me? It's always the underdog mentality, which I know you carry with you. Ah, that's, that's, that's tough. I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I reminisce about staying at Gardner-Webb. And, like, it's, like, my game was, like, completely different from Gardner-Webb to USF. USF, yeah, yeah. And, like, my freshman year, I would say, I never came off the bench in my life. Bro. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, hard coming off the bench and trying to fit in when I knew I was supposed to be starting. But being at Gardner-Webb, it's, like, I feel like I could have took my game to the next level, you know, with scoring. Because yeah. my freshman year from sophomore year, I was shooting the ball good. Doing everything like at an elite level, like yeah. okay, he's up there, like he he belongs. You feel me? And that was the reason why I like transferred, cause like a lot of people was like, oh, why you at Gardner Webb? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, yeah. And like that was getting in my head, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, me, I'm I'm a competitor. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm a compete. You feel me? Yeah. So like, cause we playing like every time in the beginning of the season we play like SEC, ACC teams. I'm going at them dudes, bro. I'm, yeah. Dropping 23. Like, we played Pittsburgh. I dropped 23 against them boys. And, like, they had, like, three players that went G League or NBA, Jamil Artist. That was like, I was just about to say his name, too. And he was cold, too. Cold, bro. I'm yeah, going he was at cold. him, bro. Like, every time we play somebody, like, Wade Baldwin. Like, yeah. I worked out with him, like, in the summer in Tampa. And I was like, I, I played against him in college. My, you know, like, like, my freshman or sophomore year. He was like, dang, I showed him a picture. He didn't even remember me because I went to Gardner with Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, yeah. Oh, I remember you, but he don't, though. You feel me? So, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I belong, you feel me? That's all I'm, that was my mindset, bro. Just, I belong with USF. Like, I belong at a better school. Yeah, that makes sense. So, next up, we're just kind of going to talk about uh, just the times that we're in. We're in kind of the social media era. And just from knowing you, you live kind of a, a private life in terms of you don't post everything you do. Uh, people who don't know you wouldn't know when you're working out and not like that. I feel like. Especially nowadays, people do everything kind of for social media and, you know, the whole thing where, you know, if you didn't film the workout, it didn't happen. So I just want to know how you kind of, you know, relate to that. And I know I always call people, you know, who love hoops, basketball peers because they like the, the primitive form of the game, like without the gimmicks, without all the extra stuff. Uh, how do you feel about everybody who kind of just does everything for, for social media validation? I mean, I've seen highlight tapes where they cut it so well that you don't even see them shoot a shot. The ball don't go in the net. Like they stop it right before they, you think somebody's elite. But it's just a film. That's just how we do it nowadays. I mean, it's good marketing on one end, but I just want to ask you kind of what's your take on that? Man, I would say, bro, it's all about, like, entertainment, likes, and... Do you think it's good for the game or bad for the game or what? I feel like it's bad for the game, bro, because, like, it's yeah. taking away the fun and, like, the grind, really. It's taking yeah. away the grind because people just... As long as people see the makes and they feel like that's okay, you yeah. feel me? But if you don't see the misses and stuff, you don't see, like, what like what you need to work on. And I feel like, like, I haven't really, I don't really post like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm working out, bro. So it's like, it's it's definitely taken away from the game. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was saying. I feel like, you know, if you, first of all, if you really a hoop head like that, when you work out, like, you know, you get into a zone. Like, it's, yeah. it's a real job for you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it. Like, if I, and again, obviously this is a new trend, but I can't even remember, like, if when I was playing, like, every single practice or whatever, they had a camera crew. One, like, my coach would be like, bro, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like what it, is you doing? That's like, how it was at college. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, get out of here, What's dog. Up? And then it would be, you know, at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself who you're doing it for, which I love. I feel like the athletes nowadays, for one thing, they get 
Way more exposure than anybody way was more, getting. Way more. I mean, like everything. They on ball his life by ninth grade. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's so much punk, like coverage in Palm Beach. Now. Yeah, like, bro. Like you don't even gotta go down south. No, yeah. It's like and you so like good, I said, you from, film, you good. from that perspective in terms of just marketing and you know helping the athletes, I understand it. But I feel like it's gotten way too outrageous, dog. Like way they, too outrageous. Open they, gyms starting third grade. <laughs> open <laughs> open gyms with a camera crew and like I I just. I just don't agree. And that kind of goes into the next topic because we talked about kind of marketing and, and coverage. I just want to ask you, um, do you watch women's basketball? I mean, college, NCAA, women's Final Four, uh, WNBA. And I ask this just because, again, I feel like we all hear the topics, especially no matter what sport you play, whether it's women's soccer, women's basketball, whatever it is. But hearing them kind of complain about the, the equal rights and, and fair treatment. But then, and I watch, I like basketball in all forms. So I watch a lot of basketball no matter what it is. If it's good, I'm going to watch it. But I was watching, you know, the WNBA Finals, and I was like, man, like, they, they really can go. But then I saw the, the, the Finals Parade, and they literally had the buses, you know, torn through the street, and there was just nobody even there. Like, I'm just like, dang, like, mentally, like, like that would kill me. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, we just want to ship. Like, <laughs> like, we at the highest pinnacle of what women's sports is for, you know, my respect to sport, and, like, people can't even bother, you know, coming out. But I just want to ask you if you watch women's basketball, and then what you think is the difference between women and men's and why people necessarily don't watch it. I ain't gonna lie, bro. When they first... Like, I was gonna say, hey, keep it a buck, too, because I'll tell you... Keep it a buck, keep it in a buck. When I got to USF, I started watching women's basketball. Yeah. You know, they had UConn. And I exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I want to go to the like, go to the game. You yeah. feel me? They got, they like the Kentucky of women's basketball. Yeah. You feel me? They got girls going in and out. So I went to the games. It's packed, it's packed, more packed than our games. <laughs> oh, that's, see, that's interesting. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Just, just that one, just that one. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah that the UConn one, game, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? And like, that's like really like the when I started actually really watching. Yeah. I mean USF, our girls good. They ranked UConn. They coming in and out. They had a girl from Texas that got drafted number one. Yeah, I saw her play. Like our girls play against some good, like good teams. And like, I'm like, okay, I want to go to see these players. Cause yeah, they're gonna get drafted. But it's like, I that's the only time I really watch women basketball. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, but. The, the finals, the finals was lit. I ain't gonna lie. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, and again, I again, I could talk like this because I feel like it's a real thing. Everybody done went through this. I feel like even in college, like I feel like with women's basketball, the talent level is so huge. Like, for example, if you go from high school basketball, high school basketball, they're either really good or really bad. Like, it's not like there's not really a middle ground. As, as this is just what I felt like. So even in Palm Beach, you'd have you know one girl in the area where like. She's cold, yeah, for sure. but she's like light years ahead, better than everybody else. And so, like, if you go watch, you're literally watching her play. Cause yeah, for sure. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, but my little sister, she played basketball. Yeah, now. yeah, she's yeah. Atlantic. Yeah, her game resembled mine. Exactly. Played defense. You feel me? So, like, I try to be like hands on with her and like making like getting her to the like yeah. level she's supposed like what she's capable of doing. So, I mean, I be around her, teaching her like things. Like, I don't really teach other people, but I feel like, bro, the thing that that can really Help elevate women's basketball if they lower the rim, bro. If they lower That's the a, rim, I ain't hey, lie. no, you make a great point though. I, they they that, the I don't rim, know, but you feel me? That make a that that does make a good point. Females catching bodies, getting dunked on, you feel me? <laughs> that, and that's crazy though how we think about it though, because I feel like like the athleticism. People are like, oh, I mean, the only difference between women and men's basketball is athleticism, which I think is more than that. But like how that's such a huge part and why people watch the sport. Yeah. And like, so if you added that to it, I'm not gonna lie to you, they probably would. I do think they also market it terribly. 
um, and the owners and all that stuff don't really care about women's basketball. Because when you hear these salaries and stuff like that, you're like, yeah, I heard about, what was it, Diana Taraji? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, career like, earnings. I'm like, sheesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's tough. That's very tough. Is she the GOAT? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I just always wondered because, again, I feel like I didn't really think about it until really when I closely got out of college. And I used to ask my friends the same thing. And I didn't know who did or didn't watch college ba- or women's basketball. And, most of them would say no, and the ones again who kind of liked it, they say yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like even now, more so, uh, more people are kind of watching it. So yeah, for sure, I hope they, they continue yeah. to watch. But yeah, I mean, support WNBA, support you know the professional soccer leagues. I think they definitely need our support for sure. Um, I'm I'm happy that the the NBA players are starting to back them. I know there's a lot of NBA players courtside the WNBA finals stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that'll go a huge step because I mean we know how this world works with women. Like they can't really just advocate for themselves. Like yeah, people sure. gotta advocate for them in more powerful positions. So I just want to know your thoughts on that for sure. And as always, uh, we always like to wear an article of clothing uh, from a local business or somebody that we know. And so this shirt right here, um, I love this shirt. Uh, it's for actually a great former Hooper named Taylor Shade, uh, played at Boynton, played at FIU. Uh, one of the most stamped, again, it's crazy how we just talked about women's sports, but one of the most stamped female Hoopers uh, that I know, and she has her own clothing brand called For the Culture. Um, and obviously, name kind of speaks for itself. It's for the culture, you know, for our people and stuff like that. So I just want to give her a shout out. I hope to have her on the podcast soon because uh, I feel like that'd be dope. And she definitely has a great basketball story. Um, so then the next thing we got to go, we kind of go into is just tell me your motivation for playing this game. I feel like uh, nowadays, again, like I've coached college, I've coached high school, uh, just been around the game a lot. And I feel like people don't really love the game like that. Um, or their motivation is just different. But tell me kind of your biggest motivation for why you play the game or why you love it. My biggest motivation, by far my family, bro. Yeah. Since day one, they've been supporting me. They've been there, sac- made sacrifices, drove me to practice, left work early, did everything for me, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I can't take that away from them. Yeah. And like, now I have my daughter, another motivation. Like, yeah. That makes me even go harder. Shout out to Brilliant Star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my family, bro, like, easily. My mom. He's still like on me to this day, you know what I'm saying? They do, like if nobody else believes me, my family gonna always believe yeah. me no matter and what. And that's real. And again, yeah, that's real. I feel like people don't really like my grandma. She get out. That's what I'm about to say. Crazy. <laughs> actually, this is a crazy story. <laughs> I still remember when I played at Lakes, and dang, I, this had to have been junior year. This had to have been junior year, and your mom was trash talking me in the stands. You, bro, see, you gonna hit, bro. I still remember that because I was like, from her, I looked, I used to turn around, I would look, and I was like, is that Chrissy, boy? And I'm talking about she talking, she talking crazy too. Like, nah, my son gonna eat that junk up. Like, like talking crazy. You feel me? Like, like, but like, at the end of the, at the end of the game, I'd be like, damn, like that's love though. Like, you, you feel, feel me? me? Like, like that love. really got me going. Cause like it got me going. Cause like my mom, she support me. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't get down on myself. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Of course. Me, you feel me? So it's like, like my grandma, she been there. She took me to practice, walked me to practice, went behind Gaines Park. You feel me? So yeah. Like, and she still believe in me. So it's like I can't give up. On like the dream, and like my grandma, she would get out on the court and fight somebody yeah, for me. Real fast, so I can't. real fast. That's real. It is like my family, but I can't take that away from them. Yeah. Bro, so. Do you feel like they kind of instilled your love for the game uh, in you? Nah, that's just always been me. Yeah. And I just, I just feel like I always got to be around basketball. Bro. Yeah. That's how I feel, bro. It's just I just can't give it up that easy, bro. Yeah. And then we are gonna go into kind of just the question round. Uh, I call it the family feud style. We just ask. Things that you've either asked your homeboys in the in the dorms when you was clowning or 
things that just come up in conversation. And the first one, again, we always ask the same thing. I love this segment. The coldest player you ever played against and then how much they gave you. And you're a defensive player, so this was going to be good. All levels. So it could be from high school. It could be whatever. The coldest player you ever played against and how much they gave you. Hang on, I played against a lot of NBA That's what I was going to say. You played against played a lot of, yeah. NBA players. But it, it wasn't really like the NBA players, though. I could say Keon Johnson had two in the first half, had three in the second half. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Chris Clemens, he was a bucket. But I would say the toughest person I played against was Jeremiah Martin from Memphis. Really? Yeah. Talk about, talk about the game a little bit and then talk about his game a little bit. I'm going to say he had, bro, probably four points in the first half. I think he ended with 44, bro. He Dang. probably had 40 in the second half. <laughs> All three levels, too? All three levels. And ones, threes. Like, all levels, bro. Like, and it was like, it was bad to the point where, like, you feel me? Like, somebody green, like, you already started making shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I switch on them. I can't do nothing. Yeah, like, you already hot. <laughs> you already hot. <laughs> you already hot. Yeah, that's like over with. So, it's like. I can't do nothing, bro. The man, you see green, bro. You seeing green, you not going to miss, bro. Yeah. Nothing, bro. Jeremiah Martin, you gave, like, I can't say you gave me a bucket, but you, you like that. But I, I, yeah. I, give, I give him his flowers. Yeah, give him his flowers, for I sure. I give him his flowers. And then the next one is, what's the easiest position to play in basketball, in your opinion? Listen. <laughs> yeah, talk to the camera real quick. The easy position to play is a center, bro. All you got to do is screen, rebound, and make layups, bro. But now the game is so much easier. Pick and pop three late. That's, if so you were six, that you in the league right now? Bro, I'm beat. <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, bro. I, I'm breaking records. Bro. I'm, I'm, number, I'm out of high school. Like, bro, come on, bro. Cause it's, I, I, I really do feel like it's hard to be a bad big man, dog. I just don't. I, I feel like it's hard. Like, you got to really be bad to be a bad big man. And people will probably disagree, like whatever they say. But you got the easiest spots in every offense you run. You got. The easiest job in transition. You don't have to make the, the run down and back when you're doing drills. Like, you don't have to do none of that. You just. You got no pressure on you besides to protect the rim. And if you a big, you a lob threat, maybe you clean up the glass. But, like, your, your job is extremely simplified. Like, so every, every big man who doesn't make out, I'm a little harder on you because you had it all laid out for you, bro. You ain't have to do much. Exactly. Like, oh, you ain't really ain't have to do much. And if you play 2K, bro, if you play 2K, the easiest position to play is a big. As you can see, you don't have to go through screens, run back and forth. All you got to do is set the screens and roll and make layups. You level up easy. 2K, bro. That's, <laughs> it, bro. That's why I don't have me a guard. I just got me a center, bro. That's it. <laughs> and what do, you, what do you feel like you need to accomplish to be able to walk away from the game happy? And again, we'd even talk about the, you know, the G League stunt yet, so the pre-draft process. But even going through all that that you went through, uh, what do you feel like is kind of the next leg up for you to be like, you know what? Like again, we talked about how accomplished you are, and but what would make you feel like you're okay? Like you know what? I I I did everything. Like I'm I'm accomplished. I'm stamped. I would say putting on an NBA jersey, but I ain't yeah. gonna lie, yeah. bro, because like that's always been the vision, the goal, and the dream, and it's like. Like, I always like, bro, I just like, if I got my mind set on one thing, bro, I just, I got to. Yeah, it's all gas, no brakes, yeah. You feel me? And it's like, I can't really say a meal because it's many ways. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You feel me? But just putting on the NBA jersey. And again, we're going to kind of break away. But talk about uh, just the the experience of just going to the G League workouts and just how that was. You don't got to go into much detail, but just talk about how, even just the real that was to know you was close. And even like the pre-draft process, like I feel like. 
in those moments, you probably feel like, dang, like, I'm almost here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So my junior year, did the pre-draft workout, signed with an agent. You know, I ended up flying out to Philly. And I worked out in front of a few teams, um, Sacramento Kings, Philly, um, who else? The Mavericks. And there was another team in the Heat that was there. And... Damn, that's crazy because you would fit heat culture. That's that's where you need to play at. You feel for me? Real, and for it's real. like, like I was killing the workouts. Yeah. Who else was there? Anthony Cone was there. Played at Maryland. Yeah. I think played at Maryland. I think he's in the G League now. But it was Anthony Cone there, and it's like, I'm going at him, bro, because he wasn't really there to see me because yeah. he knew I was going to go back. You feel me? So I'm in there going at him, going in the post. I'm like bully balling him, like, like what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm going at him, killing him, doing, bro, doing whatever I can. So, got my review back. Oh, they told me I need to make more, like, be more consistent with my shot, get my weight down. That's always been, like, my factor, but, like, my key, my main point is getting my weight down. But it's like. Really? Yes. But you a big guard, though. You That's what I mean. I move, like, I'm getting still. Yeah. Everything is always get your weight down, get your weight down. Because I, I feel like if I get my weight down, I can be more explosive and, like. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It's just, I'm just a big guard. Yeah, yeah. But with the G League process, I was supposed to be out in Denver for one day, work try out for the um, Grand Rapids Gold. Yeah. So I went out there, just packed one bag, bro, just one book bag, clothes, you feel me? So I killed the tryouts, playing against, like, people you probably play against, like, LA, LA, like, um, LA Fitness or some shit. So I'm in there killing them. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm about to get on my flight at five. No, no, my flight was at nine, but my agent called me at five a.m. in the morning. I'm scared. I'm already scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm staying a hotel. I wasn't even supposed to be staying there. So you feel me? Because I'm, I'm just trying to get in and out. You feel me? So my agent blowing my phone up, called me like three times. I finally answered on the fourth ring. Hey, they want you to stay in Denver for another week. Like, what you mean? I only packed the book bag. <laughs> you feel me? I only got one pair of clothes. So. So I'm like, all right, bet. So they end up changing me to downtown Denver, like literally next to the um the arena. So I'm walking to the arena. So I'm like, what we like where I gotta go? So they like, oh, you going to the like the practice facility with the Denver Nuggets, the actual team. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shoot. So I'm in there eating breakfast. Here come Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic walking. I'm like, yo, this man really the MVP. Yeah. So I'm like, Joking, bro. No matter who it is, he's he's a playful dude, like the most playful dude I ever met. Yeah. So Jokic come in, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray wasn't there because he was still doing rehab yeah. wherever he was at. Aaron, like Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris, Bobo, all them boys in there, like, and I'm in a training with them boys. So I'm like, man, this really like what it feel like. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, the altitude is like different. Yeah, like, yeah. Altitude, I love going to Denver, but boy, the altitude is different. So I'm out there. Working out, grinding, making shots. Like, I had to make, like, I'm using ball like this. So, I'm in the, I got to transfer to, like, an NBA ball. You know, them balls are different. Yeah, but that joke them is balls are different. terrible. If you ever play with them, bro, I, <laughs> you can't just switch over, though. You got to legit work out with them for a minute. Yeah, so, I'm in the, I'm like, okay, God. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is my time, you feel yeah, me? So, yeah. I'm in there doing everything I can. I'm greening, making everything, making everything, finishing, all that. Getting the games, playing with, I'm playing on the same team with Jokic, you know, he's like a, a point, point guard. guard. You yeah. Feel me? So I'm like, I have to play more off ball, screen. I ain't gonna lie, the game is physical. Yeah. Next level, yeah. physical. Yeah. I thought I was physical, but them boys, like, oh, like physical. Like, yeah. I got hit in my eye. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and they didn't care, so they kept going, but I ain't gonna lie, bones hollering. 
Like, tough. Like tough. That, hey, he's, he's like that. He's I legit. I, ain't gonna lie. I thought I was gonna be able to go at him, but he's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, legit. He, he, yeah, he's like that. I give, I give him this. I give him. He's like that. You know, that was a good pickup for Denver, though. Bones, he tough. But it's just being there, bro. It was a blessing. You know, nobody can't take that away from me. Yeah. You know. Did that make you kind of more hungry? Like now you're like, dang. Like now I got a taste of it. Like you know, some people they get a taste of it. And it's like nah. Like now, nah, like I need this back. Like I need this feeling back. I like, made bro it made me super hungry. But yeah, I was like, yeah. But you know, once you leave from being there, you just look back on like. What you could have done better. better, yeah. And that really like, I feel like that's eating me up right now. Yeah. And it's like, they told me I was out of shape, <laughs> but I only had like two days of a notice of like, yeah, getting ready and like, but I should have been ready. But I, just, it's a, it's a grind. Yeah. In the, the day, I got my daughter. I got to work. I got to make money somehow. I can't make money just by sitting home. But it was just like a short notice, bro. And this is like, I just look back and be like, damn, what I could have done better, and just. Frustrating, bro. Just, yeah. It still eat me up, bro, to this day, bro. That's real. Then more of a, a light topic. What's your first thoughts? It's crazy how you talked about Joker. I wish you would play another team with him or against him. What's your first thoughts when you get a big switched on you Ah, as a guard? Is it is it go to work time or is it, oh, okay, like, let me get the shot I want. Let me get the possession I want. First thing first, I'm going to put it between my legs, back up a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, my first mindset, I'm out of Euro this month. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Because like, my, like, my Euro is like, it's different. You feel yeah, me? yeah, yeah. I hit him with the, like, I used to watch Dwayne Wade. Like, I would say Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, like, my two players who I, like, look after now. But, like, Dwayne Wade, I learned a lot from him, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I was a Wade fanatic, bro. Wade County, you feel me? So, but, like, when I get a big man on me, I'm like, oh, I'm about to take this man to the lane and hit him with a a slow Euro because he going to jump for the yeah, first one. Yeah, So, like, that's my mindset. I ain't going to lie. It's a Euro, bro. It's always a Euro. And it work every time, bro. Like, uh, uh. Like, it, it work, <laughs> bro. Like, I ain't going to lie. And then the basketball topic of the, of the century, and you don't got to go in that deep. I always tell people, like, I don't even debate no more, but who is your GOAT? I know you probably just said it, so I could probably think of who, who you was going to say, but who is your GOAT and why? Just give me a few reasons why. I ain't gonna lie, I got two goats. Okay. The original goat is LeBron James, you know. The man got it out the mud, bro. He really got it out the mud. Young man, 19, no father. No oh, father bro, thing. come on, bro. <laughs> no father. When you start thing. bringing stuff outside of basketball, you over here tripping, dog. They just threw, they just threw M's at him, bro. All right, like, all right. Just, like, you feel me? You can't take that away from him. He's doing everything he can. Yeah, yeah. He lived up to the like. He exceeded, they, he exceeded yeah. expectations, for you sure, me? for sure. Like, they, 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 like, he did everything they said he could do, you feel yeah. me? And then my other goal, you know, Brody, triple-double, you know what I'm saying? The, the reason why I am the way I am, I talk junk, and nobody ain't going to never take that away from me. So I'm sorry if I ever talk junk to you. <laughs> Listen, that's just who I am. Don't ever that's probably everybody you ever played against. <laughs> everybody ever played against got a story about you. I don't even you. know what I, I be know. saying, bro. I just say something and after the Hope game. Hope to get under their skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can be friends again, bro. But on the court, we're not friends. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were in, you were in Germany. Um, and again, that's a big switch from growing up in South Florida most of your life. Um, Sum up just the overseas life in, in less than five words. If you had to think of five words that described it perfectly, what would they be to you? Uh, uh, five words. Five words or less. Five words or less. Five words or less. I would just say, bro, it's different, bro. Different. Yeah, that, that's different. one that, is enough. I just, just one word different, bro, because, like, 
I came out of college during the corona time. Bro. Yeah. So I'm overseas. I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to be out there hanging out, living. Like, you feel me? Overseas. Yeah, living, you in Germany. You thinking, oh, I'm going to be lit. Yeah. You feel me? So I'm over there. Boom. COVID restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go out past 10 p.m. Are you getting fined five hundred dollars? That's crazy. You feel me? So one night we was out, me, Keith Stone, and another dude from Canada. We was out past curfew. What else? What happened? Police came. Oh, do y'all know it's a curfew? No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I don't know nothing. I'm. I just. I just got here a week. A week ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we five months in. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah. So you feel me? So we five months in. It just like it was different, bro. Like. I'm like, I ain't have no phone service. I ain't want to buy phone service over there. So yeah. I'm just, everything, oh, I got Wi-Fi, you got Wi-Fi, you got Wi-Fi. They they got enough of me. So they knew I'd come in, they knew I needed Wi-Fi. Yeah. And it was like, hard thing was like, bro, just in the time, you know, my girl was pregnant. My fiance, my fiance, I should say. She yeah, was pregnant yeah, yourself. <laughs> she was pregnant, time changed, different. Like, yeah. Six hours difference, like. So it was like, you know, it might be more. Well, no, it's, it might be six, but it was, I know it was 12 in the morning, and it was like 6 p.m. Yeah. Man. Like, bro, it was like. Yeah, that's at least like, I think there were at least like an eight-hour difference. Yeah, but whatever, whatever it was, it was a big difference, bro. So I'm like, I'm making sacrifice. I got practice at like one or something. I got to stay up at night, make sure she good, make sure she's yeah. straight. Yeah, yeah. And you feel me? It's like, bro, sometimes I didn't even see sunlight, bro, because like, that's how tired I was. But I would sleep all the way to 6 p.m., wake up. And like stay up all night. And I'm trying to get on the game with my boys. You know, I'm trying to play <laughs> trying the game. To stay, with my yeah, you're boys. trying to keep maintain the same lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Them boys like they playing. I ain't got nobody to play with, but you, the Europeans. And it's like I don't understand what they saying, so I can't really yeah. play to my best level. But it's like, bro, it's different. But you gotta adjust to it. The food is different. It's much healthier. That's a good thing about it. Yeah, much healthier. And like. It's just, bro, it's different, bro. Just it's, different. Like, it's not for everybody, I would say. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But if you love home, don't go overseas, bro. Try your best to stay in the States or in, go to Argentina where the time difference is, like, crazy, <laughs> That's real, though. And then you kind of answered this earlier, but who's your player comparison? If somebody, if you had to tell somebody how you played and tell them just watch this person, who would it be? I ain't going to lie. It's not even Westbrook or LeBron James. I would say like I would say an undersized LeBron, undersized LeBron, undersized LeBron. I ain't gonna lie. So a six two LeBron, six yeah, six two LeBron. But nah, for real though, I would say Marcus Smart, bro. That's actually that's a great one. Marcus Smart. That's a great one, actually. Perfect. And like my coach, my college coach, he was comparing me to um, Marcus Smart big time, and. I was like, I didn't really see it at first. No, I, nah, I, I see it off the bat, though. Yeah, no, yeah. But I, I was like, the bat, though. I, I was like, Marcus Smart, you feel me? Because he really a dog, too. Yeah, yeah. He got that same chip on his shoulder, too. And he's like, he, he liked that, really, yeah. you feel me? That's so real, say, though. You I did. I Marcus Smart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good one. And the last question we always say is, if you had five half-court shots, you make one, you get a mil. If you miss all five, you get 30 years in prison. Would you take the deal? Of course, bro. Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. I'm All taking right. a shot, but you didn't see. You didn't see. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. We all, hey, it's okay. We we gonna see now. That's what I say. We gonna see now. But so far, nobody's not taking a deal. So at least everybody got the same confidence. Cause I feel the same way. Taking that deal hundred times out of hundred, bro. Just give me a give me a, a, a time a time countdown. That's all yeah, I that's all I need. I, I got my 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 plan ready for if I go to jump pleading insanity, dog. Put me in a straight jacket by myself. That's all I do. That's my skill right there. As always, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate Q for coming on. Uh, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on all streaming services. We're on Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku. 
uh, all of that now. Follow the Instagram, unrestricted FA underscore pod, and the Twitter, unrestricted FA1. Uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and many more to come. And we're going to end this one. Uh, just letting Q describe his kind of defining moment in college. And I already know which one it was. We kind of mentioned it earlier. But talk about just the, the sights, sounds, and feelings of that night. So first, I want to say it was senior night, right? So, bro, my mom, senior night, you know, senior night before. Yeah, it usually, usually goes before, yeah. Before the game, all that. You walk out with your parents and all that. So my mom, my dad, they called me like, oh, we're going to be late. So, you know, that that long road from yeah, Tampa, yeah, yeah. from whatever the road is. That long road, but they called me, oh, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. So I'm like, damn, what I'm going to do? So I, know I had to go to my coach office, let them know. Oh, we about to, like, my mom ain't going to make it on time. So he was like, all right, bet. It's not normal, but we're going to have to switch it up. So we're going to have to change, like, senior night to after the game and, like, go from there. So we down seven, bro. Like, yeah, a, yeah. A minute and 14. And we're going to post it because it's crazy. It's <laughs> a crazy. A minute and 14 seconds left. I don't know how we won, but I just say it was God, bro. God is real. Like, for real. So we down seven. Boom. Um, What's his name? Mike. He turned the ball over. He, I don't know why, but he like he no he no. First of all, he um he turned it over. Got the five second. Boom, we got the five. We got the ball back. I passed him up to my boy JB. He got the and one. We down. We we down what five five now. But if you made the free throw, then you made, four. Made the yeah, free throw, yeah, we, yeah. So we down. We down what what four four. four? Yes, yeah, we down four. So boom. Three seconds left. No, oh, no, no, no! I can't even. I can't even. I can't even pitch it. I know you got. You had another bucket in between there. Where it was a split free throw. I don't remember which one it was. Mm, I think it was DC. He got like a a bucket or something. Then we was like down two or something. Yeah. So, so we had to foul. We had no choice but to foul. So Tyson Jolly got in. DC bro literally came in and tackled the man. Bro. He tackled <laughs> the man, bro. So you know me. I'm like, damn, I gotta do whatever I can. But the man was like, he was hurt bad. Bro. Yeah. That's how it was like. He was hurt bad. So um, I made a free throw line. I'm like, bro. Listen, bro, if you miss, if you miss both of these free throws, I promise you I'm gonna win the game. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in his head. He was like, he just laughing at me, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make these, I'm gonna make these. Okay, boom. Missed the first one. Boom. Missed the second one. Boom. Dude on the other team almost got the rebound. Almost got the rebound. JB passed the ball to me, bro. I'm dribbling down the court, dribbling down the court. Had to, I knew I had to push the I had to push the dude off. Oh, you almost got an offensive foul. I almost got an offensive foul, bro. I just tossed it up. Let God do the magic, bro. <laughs> uh, must have be the game scene night, bro. I was so shocked, bro. I was like, bro, this is like, it's no way we're supposed to win, but we end up winning. And like, I kind of knew that I was going to be the last game because the COVID started yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. coming into play and stuff. So then I didn't even know how to react, bro. That's how like stunned I was. I didn't even know how to react. I wanted to stand like, like looking back at it, I should have stood on the scoreboard. It did, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, that was my last game in yeah. college, you feel me? So I was like, man. How did how did how did it feel uh, knowing like your peoples and stuff like that, and knowing that that was senior night, like they was coming after and all that? Cause you know how you moved it to after. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It was tough cause we was down seven with a minute and yeah. fourteen. You see people walking out of the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, USF lost another game. <laughs> USF lost again. People just walking out, walking out, and like next thing you know, they see it on Twitter. Oh my God, I should have stayed. I should have yeah. stayed in the game. All that like. You ain't believe in us, man. <laughs> you believe in us, man. Come on, bro. So more of the story of that is don't lead the games early. More of the story of that is God is real. More of the story of <laughs> that is trusting Q. That's it. You feel me? Why not Q? You feel me? That's how I got the name. Why not? <laughs>
<laughs> Signing off, unrestricted free agent. Appreciate y'all. I got every, every idea in mind to get you poppin' She said she just wants some liquor, so just stop it I don't pop no pills or do none of that extra I be chillin', smokin' ganjo with my niggas I got so much, so many dreams, so many things to hold up So many things, so many things on my mind So many things, so many things to let shine